The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm with our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshui and a very special state of well-being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, and I have the pleasure of hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. I'm a family doctor from New Zealand, an holistic MD with a special interest in healing and life transformation. I'm also a neuroscience, Ren Shui, and Yuangong teacher. On this series of programs, you're listening to people who are enjoying their lives in a calm and relaxed state, using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Ren Shui is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and understanding, developing and utilizing the amazing abilities of our minds. Ren Shui also has tools to work directly on the body and its energy, one tool is Yuan Gong, and we're going to be talking about that this morning. It's a contemporary form of Qigong that melds graceful movements with meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. So our episode today is called Making Calmness a Way of Life, Not a Mistake, The Nature of Practice. And it's my pleasure to introduce our three guests, Natalie Mayer, Shona Page, and Nick Logan, all Ren Shui and Yuangong Qigong practitioners and teachers from New Zealand. Natalie lives in Nelson with her husband and children. She started Ren Shui and Qigong over a decade ago and has found that the real learning, the real practice, is in the integration of the teachings into her everyday life. Natalie works from home running Qigong classes and individual qi therapy sessions and also helps people in their life cultivation practice. She has a background in counselling, alternative healing, sustainable community development, and group facilitation. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to be with all of you. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Now, Nick and Shona... Um, they live in Wellington and they teach in Wellington. Shona came to Renshui from a background in Ayurveda and yoga. Her heartfelt, heartfelt practice is now Renshui, which continually improves her physical, mental and emotional well-being. Nick is Shona's husband and says that his Renshui practice is the most worthwhile activity he's ever experienced. By contrast, he has a master's degree in geochemistry and earns a living as a geotechnical instrumentation specialist. Goodness, I'm not even sure I know what that is. Well, we'll be finding out on the program. So welcome, guys. And Shona, I think we're starting with you. But hello to both of you, Shona and Nick. Hi there. Hi, Jackie. Great. Good to have you on the show. 
So, Shona, what is the nature of practice? It's a very broad question. And, you know, how did you come to Renshui from a background of Ayurveda and yoga? Well, it was um, maybe 13 or 14 years ago, and I developed a frozen shoulder. And I went to the doctor and an acupuncturist, and I even tried counselling to try to heal this frozen shoulder, but without much success. And I had met you answer earlier on because I had taken my mother to him for some healing. And I thought, well, I think I know where I can get my shoulder healed, but I know what I'm going to be told, and that is to do Qigong. And I was practicing yoga at the time, and I just wanted to keep doing yoga, but with a frozen shoulder, I was unable to practice yoga or even to lift my arm. So I couldn't lift my arm to put it on the steering wheel or to type at work. Um, it, 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 it's amazing what you need your shoulder for, isn't it? And Shona, I'm just thinking for our listeners who might be just tuning into this single program, um, Uenza, do you want to just explain how he fits into the picture before we go on? Okay. Yuenza um, is our teacher and he's the founder of and creator of the system that we practice and the system is called Rensha. Thank you. Great. Just for people who haven't come across that name at all. So please go on. I know the feeling of not wanting to change what I have been doing even though I know that I probably will need to change in order to get rid of a problem and or you know make something better in my life. So I certainly understand that reluctance to consider something new. So how did you get on? So I went to Uensa for a healing and um, I didn't really feel anything during the healing and I wasn't sure um, what was going on. But when I left, I um, hopped into the car and I drove um, towards my home and it was when I was driving along I suddenly realized that I had my hand on the steering wheel and thought wow that's different and my shoulder felt really good and it wasn't painful Um, and so then I even though I hadn't felt anything at the healing then I started to wonder what had actually happened and realized how different this healing system was to anything else I had come across. Yes, that that would really make me sit up and take notice too as an experience. So you'd gone from a very limited shoulder function and not being able to do things and then suddenly the the joint is working again. It was. And um, so I went back to UNSA for a couple more healing sessions but then he said to me, um, you are able to heal yourself now and he encouraged me to do Qigong And so I took up a serious Qigong practice and continued to work on my shoulder by healing myself. And how is your shoulder now, Shona? Um, I am working at a different level within my shoulder at the moment. So um, I believe that the problem with it may have been related to my mother dying. She had just died maybe six months before. I went to UENSA to begin with, and I think I'm working at deeper levels. So at the moment, um, there is some pain there, but I'm working with that and healing it. Nice. So what you're saying is that 
having worked on a chi level and also a physical level with the movements in the practice and the qigong practice you're now looking at the emotional and mental aspects more deeply so you're working on a consciousness level as well yes that's that's correct and i think and this is a much deeper level than i have worked before and nice. and i'm yeah i'm getting some help from another Qigong teacher and practitioner actually um, working together um, at this deeper level of the consciousness and looking at um, negative patterns that I've developed in my life. It's those that working on patterns is a very um, interesting discipline, isn't it? And it really goes out into lots of other fields. Um, you know, in in Renshui, there's a lot of discussion and and work on the consciousness and patterns of behaviour and thinking and feeling and many other healing modalities, particularly in psychology, also work in those areas and I think um, we had a we have a program on that a little bit further back so if any listeners are interested in, in looking at that um, it's called How Did I Get Into This Mess and that's about working with your consciousness so Shona um, you're working at a deeper level there is still some pain how is the function in general compared to before you started with the practice and had those chi therapy sessions Oh, much, much better. Um, I can I can drive and I can practice Qigong as much as I like and type. Um, there's just a bit of pain at times when I lift my arm in a particular way. Fantastic. So well done. Amazing result that you've got just, you know, working working and working on healing yourself and, and doing those practices. So it would be great to know about Yuan Gong and the system that you're practicing and, and how that works. Could you just give us a bit of an outline of the system? Okay, so Yuan Gong is a Qigong system. And as Jackie mentioned earlier, it's a contemporary Qigong system. And it was designed um, more for the modern age. And so it's, um, it's a much more effective and efficient system than another Qigong system that I have practiced. But just to give you an idea of the structure of this um, Qigong system called Yuan Gong, there are nine methods. And the first three methods um, are to do more with the physical body and chi. And so we learn how to gather chi into the body and to store that chi in the body. And then the sec- second three um, work more on the organs and they work on clearing and opening the chi channels in the body. And then the third, the third set, so um, the methods seven, eight, and nine um, are practices more to develop our shun, our consciousness, and they work on a much deeper level. And um, so that's the whole system, these nine methods. And Shona, if you were, if, if a complete beginner asked you, well, gosh, that's quite a lot of methods, where, sh- where would I start? What would you say? Well, I suggest to my students that they start at the beginning and that they develop a strong and broad foundation in the first three methods. And why do you do that? 
Um, well, it's a bit like a multi-storey building and um, it, it, where you have a strong foundation to support you know, the height of that building. And so that's how I um, visualise uh, the methods. And so I think that you can't have too good a broad foundation for the, these Yuen Gong practices. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so if you build the foundations with those, with the first set, the first three practices, how does it actually work? What does it look like? What benefits might people get from those? I came from a background of gymnastics and a bit of dance and aerobics and yoga, like Jackie mentioned before. And so I really like moving my body physically and that's what attracted me to the Qigong practice in the beginning and so the first method is about gathering Qi in the body and the movements that we do are like a bird flying and we're encouraged to visualize ourselves as a giant bird flying in the universe and that, um, that feeling is just so beautiful to me physically but then the mind activity is actually the most important part of the practice and as we do those movements we, um, we take our focus out into the universe to where the pure chi is that we want to then draw and gather back into the body and then we take our mind activity back into the body and the um, the effects are just so beautiful and wonderful. Oh, I've got to say, it's a glorious practice. I just love it, even after years of doing it. I just love that practice. So, Nick, how does it make you feel when you do that practice? Um, I wrote a little poem. It made me feel so amazing. I wrote a poem. My heart flies free. I swim in a sea of joy. Radiant light abounds. That is really very beautiful. I just, I'm pausing because I don't have words for that. That is a lovely feeling. And I, what about you, Natalie? How do you feel when you practice that first method? Mm, I've just been listening to Shona and Nick, and it, I, I feel like I'm practicing just sitting here, you know, just. <laughs> tuning into that feeling and the fundamental part of it is just opening out to the universe and gathering chi back in and just that feeling of opening up and feeling free and connected really connected to myself and connected to nature and others and the universe sounds to me as if that feeling of freedom and connection has um, really just given you guys so much joy that's what I feel I'm hearing in your descriptions mm, yeah, that, joy that, mm. and that feeling of actually opening out it's um, something that I hadn't really experienced before but opening myself out and, and just further and further and way out into the universe is such a freeing feeling and it brings so much joy to the heart and it's, it's a real fundamental problem in our 
culture and society today that um, we often feel disconnected and and alone and not not part of things. So here I'm hearing you guys describe a practice that um, people you can just do of yourself by yourself and you suddenly have that incredible feeling and um, I wonder what other benefits you get from the practice. One of the um, most amazing benefits I find is the improved clarity in my mind and so my mind feels much sharper than it ever used to. Um, you know, I can see my way through problems much more easily. And that, that is a great thing to be able to do, isn't it? That makes the whole of life so much easier. So thank you, guys. That was lovely talking to you. And we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after the break and talking more to Nick this time about how he came to Renshway and how he fits it into a very full life. We'll be right back. Stay with us after, and I'll talk to you after the break. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshaway can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshuay integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Renshway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, on the show Chaos to Calm. We're talking today about the nature of practice, and I'm going to be talking to Nick Logan, who 
is a Qigong and Yuan Gong Renshui practitioner all the way from Wellington. Hello, Nick. Hi, Jackie. Good to have you on the show. So tell me, how did you come to practice Renshui, Nick? Okay, I started practicing um, Qigong initially. I was just practicing squats. I found that um, Shona, Shona was doing Qigong at the time and um, I liked, I thought she was doing squats and I liked the look of that and I found I could do them easily. Um, I liked doing them and I found that I didn't get hay fever if I did squats and I would get busy and not do squats and so then my hay fever would come back, I'd do squats and it would go away. And I found the hay fever quite debilitating and so I was highly motivated to do squats so I just um, any time I stopped doing it I would get the hay fever and when I did it it was gone so it was really motivating for me what a great benefit and a great motivator yeah well it's and if I still still now even though my chi moves much more strongly than it than it did I still find that when spring arrives and there's a lot of pollen in the air um, it can come back and it um, just reinforces the need for me to continue to do the squats as part of my practice. Um, but yeah, then... Go on. Go on, sorry. <laughs> the, um, then I noticed that um, Shona, I was doing yoga. I had continued to do my yoga practice even though Shona had um, begun her Qigong practice. But I noticed that she, her personal development was kind of accelerating and and whereas mine seemed to be like moving a bit more of a snail's pace and so um, after I noticed that I felt I almost felt like I didn't have a choice it was like I can't possibly just continue with the practice I had so Nick I'm fascinated I what what did you notice about Shona's personal development uh, she just became much more confident and self-reliant. I thought, and and just um, a nicer person. Uh, it, it's quite hard to pin down those little intangibles, but when somebody grows, it's like watching a child develop. And I think we're all doing it all the time. And um, uh, just a better person. So. Mm. And that's go on. Um, so I was. I thought I've just got to do this. I didn't feel like I had a choice. It was like I'm not going to stay in the slow lane while while I can see cars speeding past. This is I'm off. And so I <laughs> I just took up qigong. It was as simple as that. And I find it. I I wasn't. It wasn't a. It was a brilliant thing to do because. Um, I could then travel in that fast lane and that practice, as Shona was saying, is extremely effective and efficient in terms of time usage. I can spend half an hour or an hour doing Qigong and I find the benefits very tangible really quickly. So, Nick, really interesting. So you started with squats now you're talking about a half-hour practice and 
and you're talking about tangible benefits. So what is it that you notice now? You said, you know, in the beginning you said my hay fever would go away. What is it that you're noticing now? What are the benefits you're getting? Okay. Um, For nine years I practiced Qigong and I didn't really feel Qi moving. I, I didn't really... I took it on faith that she existed because I didn't see it and I couldn't feel it. And after nine years, I started feeling she moving and now I feel it stronger and stronger almost on a weekly basis. So that just is just fascinating to me because it tells me how, how things are moving in my body in a way that I had no perception of before um and so you I, and yeah, you, you have you, sorry you you have a science background don't you a very strong science background so that must have it, that was quite an act of um seeing the effects on shona and believing that it could really help you without any concept or experience of chi or what it was so that must have required a certain amount of determination to take you through that nine years and i i'm guessing there must have been benefits along the way to keep you moving oh yeah yes yeah, sorry yes i just felt much more energized um I felt like I dropped about 30 or 40 years. I started practicing Qigong when I was about 55 and I felt like I was about 25. So that was a huge incentive because um, it was almost like I had regained all my youthful energy. So um, that just becomes so commonplace now. I I kind of forget that that's um, one of the motivators. Yes, it's fascinating, isn't it? I, I share a similar experience and I just I, I find it incredible how much energy I have now, but, but I'm quite used to it, whereas I had years where I really struggled with feeling very, very tired a lot of the time. And what about benefits that you've noticed um, on mentally with an, anything there? Um, yeah, so mentally... Because the practice involves uh, an internal awareness, then it develops, then it develops my focus. So, um, so I can focus on mental tasks, um, technical tasks that require um, that kind of mental uh, analysis of data or um, working out the solution to a problem. Um, and so I find that my creativity and uh, intuition have improved and now I'm moving into another phase which is um, on a consciousness level that Shona was talking about which is um, opening my heart and that's a um, that's that's where my practice has taken me to and I'm finding that um, bit scary but um, very liberating as well great and, and I'm just I'm hearing that and I'm thinking gosh I, I I was going to ask you if you feel like 
that's changed the way you are with people. And then I realized, well, actually, I can ask a person who lives with you if she's noticed any change. You know, you I heard you saying that Shona had become a, a nicer person and and more self-reliant. And um, so, Shona, I wonder what changes you've noticed in Nick. I have noticed a lot of changes. And um, one of the main ones is that Nick is much more calm and relaxed now. He used to be quite a highly strung person and he would be easily disturbed or upset by external factors. And now he can just allow them to go past much more readily. And um, he deals with a lot of people in his job and he can find some of them frustrating, but the way he deals with it now is just so much different. And he just can keep himself much calmer. It's amazing. So, Nick, vast compliments from your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not getting upset means I don't lose all that chi as well, which is um, another huge benefit to me. It is another huge benefit, isn't it? And so tell me, how do you fit practice into your full life? You know, you're working full time, you're traveling away for work. How do you fit it all in? Um, I couldn't. Um, I'm 65 now and I'm still doing a lot of um, quite physical, technical work. Um, and the only way I've actually been able to continue doing that is because the practice gives me so much energy. So it's essential that in in the day I make time for the practice. In the morning I always get up. So I get up at five o'clock because I have to do the practice because that's part of my day. And once I've done the practice... I've done the most important thing that I needed to do that day. And that's that's how I approach the day. I used when I was much younger I would work twelve hour days, sometimes fifteen hour days. As I've got older, I've just had to cut that back and back and back. So now I just do an eight or a nine hour day and that's how I fit it in. Um, yeah. So Nick, you're telling me that, you know, you as a very, very busy, engaged, professional person, you know, with a very strong focus on work, that you now get up and first you focus on yourself and helping yourself and your own self-care. Is that right? Yeah, that's critical. Wow. So that's a huge change. And how how have you made that transition? You know, what's helped you? What, how, how did you do that? Because that's a very big transition from focusing on external things in life, you know, job, work, travel, earning, to, to a very clear internal focus where the internal and the external really become part of each other. You know, you you get up and you focus on yourself first, you do the practice and from what you're saying and what Shona's saying, you're, the, you're calm, you're relaxed, you're full of energy. So how did you make that transition? And and why is that critical to the way you live now? Well, it, it, I'm sure for everybody it's a, it's a gradual transition. And it, it, it's, um, you know, people say, I'm not me, but people say, you know, you take one step closer to God and he'll, he, she will take two steps closer to you. And that's certainly been my experience that as... The practice is a develop a development of of my person, and 
It's a gradual thing, and the benefits, as the benefits accrue and the energy increases, that allows me to um, make more time to do more practice. Um, the benefit for my work is that I'm more creative in my work, I'm better at solving problems. Um, so it's not even a, it's not even a consideration to stop doing the practice. Really the consideration has become to stop working so that I can do more practice. The practice has just become so rewarding that the work, even though I really do still enjoy the technical work, it's starting to pale a bit. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because it sounds to me like you're finding a huge amount of joy in what you're doing. So I'm interested in that um, that what you said about um, one step closer to God, God comes two steps closer to you. Now I know Ren Shui is a philosophy of living life in balance. So it, what do you mean there when you talk about the word God? Because that can mean so many different things to so many different people. Yeah, God's just a label and it, every religion has has it. I actually think of God as the Tao, the universe. I think the universe um, enfolds us actually in its embrace. That's what I think God is, the universe holding us in its embrace. So Beautiful. It's... Um, so that's, that is quite a journey that you've made and I'm just thinking about Natalie who's there in Nelson and uh, thinking about your practice Natalie and we're going to be talking to you more after the break and finding out about your story and how you bring the practice of Ren Shui into your life. But Natalie, I wondered if there's anything you would like to add um, to this segment about changes that you've seen in Shona or Nick, changes that you've seen in yourself as a result of practice? I've seen a lot of changes and and it's it's wonderful that they just keep coming and and it's it's just a continual process which is something that's really exciting, something that's really joyful joyful I think I resisted change I think in the beginning or you know change means I guess like you've said in the beginning giving up certain things um, we can hold on to things that maybe are not that useful to life and as things have gone on as my practice has as I've progressed I guess I'm a bit, a bit more open to that change and embracing that change and trusting that you know, it's all moving in a positive direction. And so, I guess most of the change, sorry, Jackie, is internal. Right. That internal change, rather than me trying to change everything on the outside to make everything, you know, in family life or whatever, but actually make the changes on the inside. And then from there, the changes happen on the external as well. Yes, I was just thinking... Just before we go to break, I wonder if you can give me an example of something that you were holding just very briefly, a pattern or a, a practice that you were holding, and then we can talk after the break about how you transformed that. Mm, I guess it's just a pattern of, of in family life, I can think of, of needing to take care of others and maybe, I mean, of course, as a mother, we need to take care of others, but 
not in a depleting way. So I, I've learnt how to do that in a non-depleting way, whether it's my clients, students, family, children. Yeah. That's nice. Mm. Really great. Well, thanks, Natalie. And it'll be really good to talk to you after the break because so many of us get depleted in everyday life. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Reshway can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshuei integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Renshuei can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Renshui, what we do, and how it can benefit you, Visit our website, www.renxueamericas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, and I have the pleasure of hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. So, with me on our show today, The Nature of Practice is it. I have Natalie, Shona and Nick and I'm talking to Natalie today in this segment about how practice affects her in everyday life. So Natalie, everyday life, there's the Qigong practice, Nick was talking about getting up in the morning, doing half an hour of practice, but how do you actually find that that influences your everyday life and how do you deal with some of those problems that we were talking about before of being really, really busy? Mm. Well, I find that when I do my practice, especially when I 
do the practice in a good state. So that's probably the most important thing. So not rushing through it, but really taking the time to get into a good state. Then that rolls over into that day. And so when, say, in the internal world, things are flowing smoothly, you say the chi, the life force is when you do the qigong and it opens up the channels and things are flowing well, I find my everyday life flows so well. And when I'm feeling in harmony with myself at peace, then I'm having more peaceful interactions with my family and, and the world. So when you talk about the internal world, you mean your own personal internal feeling and space? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so how my body feels um, how I, what sort of thoughts I'm having, like more positive thoughts. Um, am I connected to the heart that we've talked a little bit about in this show? Just just feeling um, at peace with things. And I guess that calmness, calmness where I can digest what's happening rather than react to what's happening. So I'm hearing you kind of describing as well, I was going to ask you to describe a good state because that can mean so many different things to different people. So you're talking about a good state as being a feeling of calmness and a feeling of connection to your heart and and through that to the wider uh, world outside. Is that an accurate reflection of what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nice. that I am. That, yeah, and that I'm clear. The mind is clear, and I'm aware of. I'm aware of my thoughts. I'm aware of what's going on. So, how how do people? How can you develop mental clarity? A lot of people want that. Well, what do you need in order to develop that clear mind and that focus and creativity that Nick was talking about? Well, I think Yuan Gong is definitely the a tool for that that's just to get myself in that zone in the morning and then you know just making it a focus of life I guess as you know we first just start qigong and it might be just half an hour or something but the real practice comes when we start to bridge it even pouring a cup of tea or you know there's so many things we do every day but you know I find that I'm finding more joy in them when I feel more open to whatever is presenting itself. I mean, when I'm resisting it, it can, you know, get m- much more into conflict with others when I'm, when I'm resisting what, what is. So you're talking about the practice of Yuan Gong and you're talking about bridging that practice into the practice of everyday life awareness and how that changes your interactions with people in, in your family and in your world. So what have you noticed about the changes in your family and how you are now compared to how you were perhaps when you were just starting out on this path? Well, they've changed dramatically because I take I really see that I need to find the harmony within so I'm a lot more harmonious with, see when I'm having a, a conflict with something on the external, whether it's uh, one of my children or at the moment we've got a whole band of family at summer holidays here and I've got so many people coming and going and when that calmness is not there, it's easy for things to, you know, be conflict where, where 
interestingly enough, people want to do the same thing at the same time. Somehow it's just if I'm not in a calm state, the whole, everyone that's in my area or everyone that's in this house, it seems to go into conflict. And then when one is calm, we can influence our environment where things go a lot smoother. So I guess I had a lot more run-ins, especially with um, my oldest daughter, before I, I started to take the internal approach of really um, just trying to find that whatever's going on on the external, I really need to look at within what's going on inside myself and find that harmony, find that balance. And from there, try and solve something with either mm. my daughter or anybody else. Nice. So you're finding that the practice is has helped you create um, peace and harmony inside and when you're feeling like that um, that um, has a definite effect on the external environment so that your relationships with family members um, have gotten a lot better and what about um, you talked a little bit before the break about depletion and I'm interested to ask you what do you mean by that and, and how do you experience depletion and what's what's changed there? Mm. Well, I guess when 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 someone when you do qigong, you can become more a lot more aware of your energy levels. It's a bit like I say, you know, petrol in the car. You know, I guess before I probably wasn't aware that I was on red. You know, petrol tanks empty, but now I, I've got quite a full full petrol tank, and even you know, when it, I won't even let it get to half empty. You know, I just try and keep that nice and. Full And so before I started Qigong, I guess that's what brought me to Qigong. I was just finished um, breastfeeding my second child. I was doing um, healings and massage for other people. And I was really quite tired and had moved countries. And I was just wondering, you know, I was question- I was actually sent a question to, to, I guess you'd say, the universe at the time. How do we actually do the return cycle rather than just giving out energy all the time. Um, how do we receive energy? And it was only a week or two later that I discovered Qigong, which was quite amazing. It's a really interesting question in this very busy modern life, isn't it? When we are often combining so many things and we get so tired and stressed. So, you were tired and you had a lot going on and then you came into Qigong and how would you describe the state of having plenty of energy, if you like, and how does that influence your mind? Like how how does your, your qi or the amount of qi that you have, how does that play into how your mind works? Well, as soon as I don't have a lot of qi, see, I've, I've had a couple of, you know, Christmas holidays, moving house, things like that. That's, you know, big events. I definitely notice the chi goes down and it's much easier to just spiral down in my, my thoughts. So my thoughts are less positive when I'm actually feeling a bit tighter. It's, yeah, so you could say the patterns of the consciousness that we've touched on, they, they start to rise a bit more and that calm, clear lake is, is less in my life during that time. It's um, so when when that calm, clear lake is present, it sounds as if that gives your mind a really strong foundation to work positively and creatively with every situation that you find yourself in. 
would that be how you experience things? Definitely. So it's not that challenges aren't there. I mean, family life is full of opportunities and challenges, but I guess I, I just go ahead in a more positive way with it. I don't, you know, like Nick was saying before or Shona was saying about Nick, it's like the things just go past me or I can still feel the joy. I don't have to have everything my way or um, what is perceived to be right. Um, I can just be open a bit more and just enjoying and embracing what's happening and in that space I'm much more able to turn things even if they're a little bit you could say uh, heading in a certain direction you have with family members or children I'm much more able to to get that spiral going up again Mm, nice nice I mean everyone experiences ups and downs that's just the the nature of life but if you can catch it down as it's happening and kind of turn turn it and and spiral it into an upward direction again with laughter and playfulness and creativity then that's terrific there's much less damage that way to relationships and you know relationships naturally go through a process of rupture and repair but the more repair there is and the more fun and, and growth and, and helping each other, the better the relationship. And I wanted actually to talk to Shona and Nick about this. So Shona and Nick, you know, you're both sounding very positive towards each other. And I'm thinking about how your practice bridges out into your relationship, you know, the, the practice of being in a good state in everyday life and with each other. So does that mean that you guys now have the perfect relationship? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing. I mean, and if it was perfect, there would be missing all these opportunities to grow because um, we, we have conflicts, and but fortunately, we're both headed in the same direction. So we both recognise that leaving the conflict unresolved is is just ongoing conflict and so the sooner it's clear and the sooner we can get on with being in a good state again that that sounds really great and and very like normal life what about you Shona yeah I noticed that when we have conflict or we've with both um, or one of us is not in such a good state that we find it much area easier now to clear that conflict and to both get back into a good state and we're able to help each other more to do that. So let's imagine that any of us who are in any relationship are having a classic ding dong. So, you know, we've noticed something we don't like about the other person. Maybe maybe they've come in and and they've complained to us about something we've done. So what do you guys do if that happens? You know, sounds like it's not happening very much, but what, what's the first step there towards any of you three, you know, towards making that conflict, that downward sort of movement in a relationship towards rupture? What, what's the first thing that you would do? Someone's coming at you. Well, I think the first thing is not to be defensive and actually to put myself in Shona's position, try and try and expand my view of the totality and not just um, stay stuck in my own um, defensive place. Yeah, it's an opportunity for me to grow. Nice. So you you reflect 
inwardly and you and you look for other perspectives you enlarge your your own and you look for the positive so very nice okay let's hear it from the women i um i go inward and and check out my state to begin with because usually i've dropped into my lower brain as they say so i've I'm not so rational and reasonable and and I've I'm more in a survival mode and it's taken and often whatever's happened has taken me back to something that's happened in the past and so I try to recognize um, where I've gone and then try to um, nurture myself and to bring myself back into this present moment and into a much better state and then I'm um, often the conflict um, doesn't touch me nearly as much and I can move through it with Nick. Mm. So I'm seeing you taking an inward path and and really being there for yourself and, and helping that basic brain to calm down rather than get more stressed and more defensive, more fighty and and or more you know fight flight freeze whatever we do go very quiet go very loud and so really being there for yourself in a very sweet and compassionate way so that you can feel where it is that you want to grow you know thinking about the past and joining it and then having that very conscious decision to move forward in a in a positive direction very, very nice practice. It's um, And Natalie, what about you? Yeah, I can relate to a lot of what's already been said of just using it as an opportunity and that somehow it's there. So to embrace whatever it is um, that might be coming at me in life, it's somehow um, you could just say I, I use everything as a teacher. So mm. everything that everything that crosses my path and then I'm at, at that moment I may not always be open to the teacher but it, I try to go inwards and and just see my part in it even if it might be a small part in it's not that we're always you know but I try and take as much much responsibility and just use it as an opportunity um to change and grow and see parts of myself mm, great nice so really really growthful and that must bring a lot of joy I think to your life so I'm just going to um, ask Nick I think you have a contribution there Nick that you'd like to make before we close yeah just another little verse love binds our heart together we dance as the galaxies spiral wow thank you and thank you Shona, Nick and Natalie and thank you to our listeners you've been listening to Voice of Voice America Health and Wellness Channel I'm your host Jackie Blunt our episode today was about the nature of practice you can tune in this time next week if you want to for our episode on the nature of Ren Shui Ren Shui in the world, in the globe and what's going on all around you so thank you for listening stay tuned and have a great day goodbye Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Renshui and how to live a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday 
at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 